Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kermode. At the weekend, I went along to the beautiful Bishop's Court Farm in Kirkmichael to the annual Manan and Sheepdog Trials. And I was at Ramsey Grammar School talking to some of the kids involved in the rural science classes and also to the rural science teacher, Marion Arthur. Well, Kerry, the last in this current series of Countryside, but plenty to fit in as usual. Thanks to all the people who have participated over uh, this particular series of Countryside. Uh, But farm-wise, still combines out and about going in between the weather. (laughs) My goodness me, what a weekend of weather, Simon. And and a few boys on the north there are chatting to at the sheepdog trials are saying there's still corn to be harvested and they're panicking now a little bit. The uh, wild weather will have knocked a few of the heads off and give it a real battering after this storm. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing, you know, the the wind affects it, the rain affects it, and of course with corn it stands a little bit higher, um, the straw, and blows over and it's a bit of a menace of it, isn't it? It really is, and this year the corn's had a hiding from start to finish, it got going well, like we said last week in the programme, and then it took that dry in, it took a hit, and then the wet weather through July there has put up the weeds and second growth and all sorts of carry on, so... Some of the boys went out and sprayed it off as you would to dry it out and then we've not had any dry weather to harvest. So, yeah, it's uh, been a bit of a tragic story for the corn this year. So it's going to be in short supply. Some of the boys that are keeping cattle in over winter are looking for straw now to buy from the UK, from England and North Wales. And, yeah, it's um, testing times, but I'm sure they overcome them every time, don't they? Yes, the soldier on. That's uh, the great thing about the farming community, uh, particularly here on the Isle of Man. Well, the school community is another great one up the north of the Isle of Man because they're pretty lucky to have a farm on the premises which they used for their rural science lessons. To tell me more about it, I spoke to one of the rural science teachers, Marion Arthur. And firstly, I congratulated Marion and her team because I believe they've come away with a recent award. Yes, we have, yeah. We went to um, the School Farms Network Conference in Sirencester at the Royal Agricultural University. Um, they have a biannual awards and one of the ones we entered this year was um, for innovative use of the farm in the curriculum, school curriculum. Um, and we decided that we'd, we'd put in our um, rural science website that we've been developing over the last four years or so and really got rolled out with the students last year fully. Um, and it's really, it sort of makes our farm a bit more interactive for students who um, may be off, they're not in for a lesson, and they can catch up on work. Um, but they can also use the website for revision and, um, and seeing what, what they're going to be studying next as well. You, you say farm, mm-hmm. is it quite unique to the Isle of Man, um, having the animals on, on a secondary school? Yeah, so we're the only school on the Isle of Man that's got a school farm. Um, there's a few other schools that have got um, little allotments and chickens and things like that. There's a few more growing. Um, but across the UK, there's about 140 schools with school farms. So it's grown very slightly in the last few years. Um, but in secondary schools, there's um, quite a, a reduced number of secondary schools with school farms. It's just changes courses and curriculum and, and funding and things, really. There's a lot of schools have got rid of their agricultural and land-based subjects, really. But the, you say farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the pupils milking 50 cows a day or anything <laughs> here? Or what sort of animals have you got? We don't know. Mm. There's some schools across that do. Mm. Um, but no, we have, we've got um, a couple of pigs. We've got a little flock of Dorset uh, sheep. 
Um, we've got a little flock of chickens as well, uh, a couple of greenhouses, uh, vegetable plots. Um, and so, yeah, so we try and make science sort of real life, hands-on learning, um, where they can learn about um, bacteria and viruses and fungi and how that affects our animals and biosecurity and things. Um, and uh, I suppose with genetics as well, if you can breed two animals together, you can see what happens and you can use um, GCSE genetics to, to work out what the likelihood of characteristics coming through are. Well, I've been here a few years ago, uh, several times now, and uh, I think the last time I was here, the, the, the pigs had uh, had the piglets, all yes. there, uh, quite a number of them as well. That's right, yeah, mm. yeah, we do. All our animals are they're breeding. Um, we're, we're, we're a very small working farm. Um, obviously, we're not um, big and competitive with anyone else, but we're just trying to give our students um, sort of a bit of variety, hands-on experience with various livestock and various different types of agriculture. When you say that the project's been sort of going for four years, I mean, are, is the entire school at different ages involved, or is it mainly focused on certain years? Um, no, it's, it's all ages. Um, mm. So the, the website we've got, it's, um, it's, it starts off with Year 7s, um, and obviously it's every single lesson they have in Year 7 um, has a dedicated web page on it, and each web page has a little interactive quiz they can use to sort of test their knowledge. Um, and if it's, if it's a case, if it's a practical lesson where they've got to go outside and do a task with animals, um, there'll be some videos on the website of, of what they need to do or step-by-step -step instructions of what to do. So before the lesson, they can go and have a look at that, um, get it straight in their heads what they need to do. So when they come to the lesson next time, it's already um, sort of part in the heads of what they need to do. They just need to get hands-on and do it now. I suppose some of the pupils will be from farming backgrounds and some won't. Uh, who's the most interested and dedicated to the task? That's a really good question, to be honest. Um, I suppose if it's, um, if it's big jobs, uh, it's probably our farming students. Um, I know um, I've got some Year 11 boys um, who are desperate to do some fencing for us. Um, so we're going to do some of that next week. Um, um, but I suppose, yeah, it's, uh, it's everyone that gets involved, really. It's, um, they, they get stuck in with the website as well. Um, they love doing the little quizzes. And I suppose everybody does things slightly differently. Um, and we've tried to pull on um, lots of different methods and techniques of, of how things are done and why things are done. And so, so we're not saying we're, we're teaching the best way of doing it, but hopefully it's just another way of doing it and we can take sort of advice from the students as well and add onto the website because it's ours. So. Do the kids have to get dirty? Definitely. <laughs> it's compulsory. <laughs> but, but, I mean, looking back, I mean, I, I sort of remember it quite a few years going now. How, how long was it since you first had the animals at the grammar school? Uh, right, so the, the school's had um, sort of rural education in some way since it started in the 40s. Um, um, and it's just, it's just grown. Um, so really... Um, it was sort of mid-80s when um, it started being more of a, a, a lesson that was taught. Um, late 80s, it became um, a subject that was taught with qualifications offered. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there, really. Um, yeah, hopefully it continues to. Hi, I'm Saskia, and I've got some information about the website. The website makes it a lot easier to look at short summaries of information. It's also got lots of subjects that we cover during the year from year seven upwards, making it a great resource. Hi, I'm Helen. If you are getting ready for a test, you go on the website and you revise and it tells you all about the farm.
Hi, I'm Emmy, and when you have finished a subject, you can do some fun games at the bottom of the website. Hi, I'm Izzy. Um, if you're sick and you look at the website and see what your last lesson was, you like you don't fall behind on anything because you've all the stuff you need on the website. Niall, what do you know about all these animals? So, um, yeah, so on the farm we have, um, I think we have about 12 chickens and um, two or three pigs and about um, 15 sheep on the farm. Which is your favourite? Uh, probably the chickens. Uh, hi, I'm Imogen. Um, on the farm we have lots of different animals and the website helps us to learn more about what we do in the lessons and more about the animals. Do you feel quite important being the only school on the Isle of Man to, to have a, a big farm like this? Yes, but it's also really fun going out on the farm during lessons. Hi, um, I'm Rosebud, and um, my favourite part about um, rural science is uh, raising the chicks in Year 7. Um, we, we got them from uh, little chicks, and now they're like juvenile hens now. They're really sweet. Yeah, it's nice to see them from little eggs and growing into to bigger ones, isn't it? Yeah. You can hold, you, are you allowed to hold them? Yes, yeah, mm. we are. They're now in the coop, so we can like pick them up and feed them and stuff. Hi, I'm Africa. Uh, did you have any experience uh, of, of farm life or looking after animals before the grammar school? Well, I kind of live on like a retired farm and it grows crops, but we don't have any animals. So I suppose you, you learn some of the, the important things about the different animals then? Yeah, we learn about what type of food they are and not allowed to eat and how much they have to have. I mean, don't forget, this is all going through. You can do uh, GCSEs, is it, now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, hands up, who likes the rural science? Me. Uh, me. My hand is up. <laughs> Well, there we are. We had Africa, Rosebud, Imogen, Niall, Izzy, Emmy, Helen and Saskia telling us uh, with in great enthusiasm about uh, the rural science projects and the farm they have at the Ramsey Grammar School. And before that, the uh, one of the rural science teachers who was uh, equally as enthusiastic, Marion Arthur. That was fab, wasn't it? Oh, they're a wonderful school and Marion leads a great show there. But isn't it great? So many girls taking part in the rural science in agriculture. So many more coming through and enjoying it now. It's great to see particular yeah they're not uh, they're not scared to get stuck <laughs> in there was a, a little bit uh, not on the recording but there was a little bit about who was uh, gonna take the muck out and <laughs> they were all quite happy oh well we try not to do the poo you know <laughs> so, so uh, the poor blokes got oh that, the tough but, jobs You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, Kiri, it was a bit of a blustery weekend and there was a little bit of concern whether the sheepdog trials, uh, whether the uh, dogs would be able to hear their owners whistling, wasn't there? <laughs> there yeah. was indeed, and we all know how difficult it is to move stock in the wind and the rain, but it didn't deter them. I popped along to Bishop's Court Farm there uh, in Kirk Michael to see the Manan and Sheepdog Trials, an annual event, and I caught up with one of the visiting competitors and Richard Crow himself. Well, Richard, the weather hasn't played in our favour this Sunday, but it's been a good weekend so far. As we've really enjoyed it. We got a great day yesterday. 
yesterday, so uh, it's a bit of a bonus. And we, we did get quite a few runs through before it rained today, but I must admit the last hour has been a, a slog, really, to be honest. But and you've probably seen it coming in across the yeah, land there, too. Yeah. We knew it was we knew it was on the way. We knew we were in for a, a rough kind of afternoon. So everybody's battled through and everybody's kind of helped out and everybody's took it in their stride, really. So, yeah, we're really happy the way it went. And there's some top quality dogs and handlers here. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, Frank, who's won today, um, he's won... Longshore only two two weeks ago there, which is a major trial, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, we've and Arthur Temple, Elaine, uh, they're all really good handlers, so we're we're honoured to have them over here. And they've said about the course here, Richard, it's absolutely beautiful setting at Bishop's Court, but they said it's exceptional. They really have. They said the course building and yourselves, the family, have put in a lot of work and effort. Well, it's nice to know. Yeah, we like I always enjoy it up here. The views are good and the fields. You know, it's a nice wide field and the dogs can get out and, and everywhere. It's good for spectators as well oh, because you're looking down on it, you're seeing everything. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been good. But for you to be competing on your own land must be quite hard as well because these dogs be used to the farm, but obviously in a working capacity, not in a trialling capacity. How do you manage to differentiate? I don't know. Some, some, my main dog, Pat, he can be a bit of swine working really, he can be quite a rough dog, but he seems to kind of know when it's a trial like that, not to push the boat kind of thing and, <laughs> and do as he's told. Yeah. So I'm lucky in that front and I, I do have an advantage running on home ground. Like these these ones that have to travel over and, uh, you know, getting the seasickness and you just, the, the dogs aren't used to it. So um, they do very well to come over here and put on such a show. Yeah, and there has been a lovely weekend for competitors. A lot of people here. Yeah, I mean, yesterday it was uh, it was packed out, and we were so glad of everybody's support and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was it was good. And your son Freddie, I see he's back up in the the top ten again. He's going really, really well. You must be proud. I am. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be huge competition for me. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of competition in my house there. But yeah, he's. He, I'm really pleased he's he's into it and he's wanting to get better. I can't really teach him because he doesn't really listen to me, but he is he's looking at the other handlers and these sort of competitions will really bring him on because he can he can see how it's really done and uh, you know he can take notice of them, not as dad. <laughs> but that said, Richard, you're one of the main suppliers of working dogs here on the Isle of Man. You help a lot of farmers with their dogs training. It must take a lot of time. Uh, it, it takes a bit of time, yeah, but I'm, oh, if anybody's ever struggling with a dog, I'll always try and help them out and whatever. And uh, Sometimes it's it's not always possible, like because uh, people need to kind of stick at it more. But I'll always offer me advice and um, and try and help out people the best I can. Anyway, where did your passion for sheepdogs come from? You've been a farmer all your life. Is it just something that you've it's, just grown to to enjoy? Well, to be honest, I bought a, a, a dog um, probably well, it was a long time ago now, and I just couldn't handle them. And um, I was I was desperate really. I went up to Gordon Watt and he um, he tra like he took him for six weeks, trained him, and and then I had to kind of take over. And uh, I just got the bug for it then. Like so, it was and he was completely unruly that dog. <laughs> and he, I got him on the trial field and he was uh, one of my best dogs, oh, still one wow. of my best dogs to this day. So I had a good start and I just got I just enjoy it like I really do. Like breaking a young dog taking them from just some raw thing that won't answer the name and it's tearing into sheep and then getting it 
seeing it progressing and then getting up to a trial standard is uh, it's really satisfying. It so. must be. And is it built in them? Is it something that they know genetically, or you know, is it something a man has to put to them? Well, you'll know as well as I do. There's natural instinct in them, isn't there? Yeah, like you, you, your family, you've got some good dogs there. It's just in them, isn't it? And some of them will almost train themselves. It's just a case of maybe putting a stop on them and uh, getting them to come back when you want them to. And uh, it, it's in them. It's in them. Uh, the good ones kind of just seem to break themselves. It's uh, because we've seen recently with the online sales, especially at Skipped and uh, working dogs, are making an awful lot of money. You know, good dogs are, are really, really sought after. You know, how how hard is it to get it from just an ordinary dog to that standard? Well, the really good ones, like up to trial standard, they are few and far between because they they have to have so many things. They have to have a bomb-proof temperament. They have to uh, they have to stop on a button. Um, they have to listen to the commands instantly, kind of thing. Um, and they've got to be used to the conditions as well. You know, if uh, some of them can be fantastic at home and then just make a burk off you when you go to a trial field. So, um, yeah. So. You'll know as well as I do. When people are watching, your dogs can let you down. So. Well, Victoria Graham, you're back on the Isle of Man again for the Sheepdog Trials. And now we've got two gorgeous ones with you this year. Who have we got here? This one's Teal. She's my three-year-old. And I've got Pip, and she's 12, the one that I ran the first year I came here to. Oh, and well, the weather hasn't been on our side. We must mention the weather to start with. It puts our listeners in the picture of how this weekend has been. But it started off okay. Yeah, yesterday, beautiful day yesterday. Weather was lovely. Uh, loads of spectators come and watched. It was it was brilliant, really good day. And today, I don't think I've ever ran <laughs> in conditions like this. The rain was hitting my face. It was stinging. Even the sheep were shaking their heads with the, oh the, the wind and the rain. So, yeah. But not how easy. did Teal manage to get round? You know, hearing a whistle with that kind of gale force wind must be so difficult. Oh, she took every single thing I asked of her. She just was so in the zone and that's why I wanted to run Pip earlier on when the weather wasn't so bad with her being old I didn't think she deserved to run in these conditions Teal's that young and that keen <laughs> she's not bothered one bit she just gives it her all as long as she can run on sheep <laughs> this is it well we happened just to watch you around there and it was foot perfect yeah no she was she was good she was good the sheep took off around my feet a little bit I think with the wind getting up and made them take off a little bit but we got them controlled back on and yeah she took them good pen and and I thought, I knew there was plenty of time when I got to the shedding ring. And I thought, just chill out, Vic. Don't get too excited. <laughs> and yeah, we got that pretty good. And she come in and took them away lovely. So I was really pleased with her. And you say it's against the clock. You know, weather conditions, the sheep, you've got so many things that yeah. can go wrong or just not go in your favour at all. Oh, yeah, you've got a lot to think of. And especially in this sort of weather, you've got to think sometimes if your dog doesn't take that whistle, Sometimes you can't get mad because they maybe can't hear you with the wind and the rain, you know. And yeah, and, and the sheep as well, you've got to think of them. It's not nice really for them running around in no, this. They don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying Teal's only three. Now, you must have got her as a, a little puppy and, and brought her on yourself. Yeah, she was my first pup. She was, yeah, she was the stud pup that we, we had and, and I would take her on. And I can remember getting her and after a couple of months getting myself a bit upset thinking I didn't have the time to to do her and look after her but we I got a little field and started training her and yeah it, we, it worked out I had a couple of training lessons with Derek Scriminger and yeah we we, we we made it that little field was the making for the, the both of us Aww, you know I think wow. if I hadn't had, had yeah. that little field 
I'd have had to go to, round to other people and it's not really yeah. easy doing it that way. But yeah, no, she's, I didn't think I could do it, put it that way. My I didn't word. think I could this do it. So today, even with the wind and the rain, to go round like that, you must be ever so proud. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like I say, I, I can't actually believe it because everyone used to say to me, you'll never get another Pip, you'll never get another Pip. And I used to say, yeah, you're right, but it's so strange. She's not like Pip, but she is, if you know yeah. what I mean. I, she absolutely. hasn't replaced her, but... I've learned to run her and she knows me and we've, we've gelled, gelled together, together as a team, really well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yes. I'm and how many hours would you put into it, Vic? <laughs> um, I used to get up an hour and a half early in the morning to go and train her in the morning and then when I finish work, I'd go straight to the field and train her. I, t I trained her twice a day, morning and night, for at least three months till I got her right. And then uh, all of a sudden, it just clicked. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they say that it is built in them. They are born. Border Collies are, you know, made for the job. They know exactly what they're doing. Is it true? Yes. Yes. I do, I do think it is. I think they've, they've got to have a keen interest and good, you know, good balance of the sheep and things like that. I got told a few things at the start when I was training, not to do this, not to do that, and it got me quite panicked that I was doing the wrong thing. But I think if you've got a dog that knows what it's doing, it'll show you. And I think she does show me sometimes. She, she knows what she's doing. But your love for the collies has come from elsewhere because you're not a farmer. No, no. I just started going to Tom's farm. Well, I used to ride Tom's horses for him and Tom had border collies and the farm and the sheep and Tom's Teal's dad, actually, Jack. Um, he was uh, Tom was running him in the new handlers, so I used to go and watch Jack because I was so proud of him. Oh. And then all of a sudden we decided I would have a go with Jack's full sister Pip. Oh my uh, And that's, yeah, the bug started all from there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, and like you say, you've got a busy day job too. Yeah, yeah, I've got, they come to work with me through Good the day. Day. Pip and Teal are with me at work, yeah. Play and with what the do kids. you do? I'm a childminder, so. <laughs> ah, ideal. Yeah. And how are they around children? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Teal will sit and play with the children with a pom-pom for hours. And the kids know, they flick it for her, she goes and catches it and she brings it back and, yeah. <laughs> so this weekend, Vic, how are we faring? Are you going to get through to the finals? Do we know? Oh, I'd like to think so. Pip had a good run this morning. We just missed one gate just, but I got everything else, got them in the pen and I, and I got my split. Um, so I'd like to think that at least Teal would, I'd love to see Teal get through because yeah. I think she's she's got it to have a go at the double gathers. I'd love to see if she you know, could be given the chance to have a go. There we are. That was visiting competitor Victoria Graham and her lovely dog, Teal, and the owner there at Bishop's Court, Richard Crow, who organised it with a great team. Yeah, and just the, the camaraderie there. It wasn't much of a weekend, but they soldiered on, and with the, the cancellations, of course, of the steam packet, well, what wonderful gestures were the Isle of Man pulled together with them as a team to, to carry on. This is it. It's wonderful what goes on on this island and they're all staying locally with some of the farmers and competitors and the Crow family in particular around Bishop's Court area there. They're all staying over and enjoying themselves and and Victoria, a non-farming person herself, can't wait to get back to the Isle of Man each year and um, the young people coming through as well, Finn Partington, Ori Martin, great Manx competitors up against some of the best there is in the UK. Well, you look at the, the pedigree of uh, Richard Crow's dogs as well, you know, the, the hours of training Richard puts in uh, with such calmness as well, because I remember farmers uh, who had sheepdogs that were 
<laughs> I wouldn't say they were trained, but uh, they could run after the sheep. But whatever happened after that was a, was a different matter, wasn't it? This is it. And to see young Freddie Crow coming through there as well, uh, oh, just stands in good stead, the, the sheepdogs on the Isle of Man. Yes, well, we must thank Howard Kane uh, for the production of Countryside during this series. So many thanks to him for trying to make sense of uh, what we put in here. Um, the, uh, of course, podcast is available for you to listen to. Plus, uh, previous ep- uh, episodes of Countryside just go to manxradio.com and Kerry will be back in uh, five six weeks time with the next series we will indeed so until then from me Simon Clark and me Kerry Kermode we'll see you then ta bye bye <laughs>